Welcome to the podcast of the Singapore Medical Journal. I am Dr. Ng Chulip from the editorial board. We are delighted to have with us today Dr. Ko Kim Hui, who's clinic director, Pasiris Polyclinic, and Dr. Tan Yap Chuan, who is research director of Singha Polyclinics with us. Dr. Tan was previously an editor with our journal, so we are very glad to have Dr. Tan back with us. Dr. Ko and Dr. Tan will be sharing with us their thoughts and insights on their article published in the September issue of the Singapore Medical Journal titled Blood Pressure Goal Attainment in Multi-Ethnic Asian Patients with Hypertension and Dyslipidemia in Primary Care. Hi, Dr. Ko. Can you give us a brief summary of your study? Hi. Yes, hi. So um, this paper is a sub-analysis of the lipid health study, which primarily aimed to determine the effect of ethnic variation on the attainment of LDL treatment goals among multi-ethnic Asian patients with dyslipidemia in primary care. This is actually a cross-sectional study that included patients with physician-diagnosed dyslipidemia recruit at two polyclinics in Singapore. Data on their demographics, diet, exercise, medication use, and clinical parameters were obtained and analyzed against their treatment goals. What are the current rates of hypertension and dyslipidemia in Singapore, and how do these rates compare with international data? Right. Based on the National Population Health Survey in 2017, among Singapore residents aged 18 to 69 years, the prevalence of hypertension was 21.5%, which is about 1 in 5 people, and the prevalence of dyslipidemia was 33.6%, about 1 in 3. The estimated global prevalence of hypertension by the WHO uh, cites it to be about 26%. For comparison, in the US, the CDC data showed an overall prevalence of hypertension among adults about 29%, and the prevalence of hypertension generally higher in developing countries. The estimated, estimated global prevalence of dyslipidemia among adults about 39% in, in globally, and this is actually higher in Europe, America and lowest in African and Southeast Asian nations. Hence, our local prevalence of hypertension and dyslipidemia are generally lower than the global prevalence. Oh, that's very good to know. In your study, 49.7% of participants achieved their BP blood pressure goals. How does this compare with local and uh, international statistics? Well, in this study, we are looking at BP goal attainment among patients with concomitant hypertension and dyslipidemia. Locally, among patients with known hypertension alone, the proportion of those with good BP control was about 67.4%, while other local studies among patients with diabetes mellitus found BP goal attainment ranging between 26% to 53%. Uh, overseas, in the US, the National Health and Nutrition Examination Surveys for the period of 2005 to 2010, showed that more than three-quarters of hypertensive patients with have dyslipidemia with fewer than 20% of the cases under control, while some other US studies also found that BP goal attainment among patients with concomitant hypertension and dyslipidemia to range between 15% to 37%. Hence, our local data seems to suggest that a better BP goal attainment is, is achieved compared to overseas studies. Do you have postulated explanations for these factors being associated with achieving BP goals? Mm, yes. The presence of comorbidities often leads to polypharmacy and increased pale burden, adding more challenges to complex disease management. Based on local and international guidelines, BP goal attainment is lower for patients with deep, uh, diabetes mellitus as compared to those without diabetes. 
Thus, diabetic patients are more likely to be on more medications to achieve their lower BP goals, which may conversely increase the likelihood of poorer medication adherence and thus greater difficulties to achieve their BP goals. In our study, attainment of BP treatment goals was significantly associated with the concurrent attainment of LDL cholesterol goals. This association may be because patients who are adherent to medication and lifestyle modifications for dyslipidemia are also more likely to be adherent to their hypertension treatment. Multiple medication use generally impact patients' medication adherence. This could explain why those on monotherapy were more likely to attain BP goal compared to those with two or more medications. Those who are not on any BP-lowering medication, for example, those who are only on lifestyle modifications alone, were also likely to already have better BP control and thus higher proportion of these patients will attain their BP goals compared to those who are on pharmacotherapy. Thank you, Dr. Ko. Now we'll be speaking to Dr. Tan Yap Chuan. Dr. Tan, you mentioned that taking multiple uh, medications and polypharmacy can lead to lower compliance on medications and there are studies in Singapore polyclinics assessing the cost-effectiveness of single-pill combination medications. Can you give us a brief introduction to these studies? Uh, I'm very delighted to share that we have just completed a randomized control trial to assess if patients on multiple medications, polypharmacy, are able to attain the blood pressure treatment goal uh, compared with those that are uh, in the control group and uh, the results are still being analysed and we will share the outcomes uh, when we get the results. Well, that's fantastic to know. We are definitely looking forward to uh, the results and the publications of these studies. Have you planned any further studies based on the findings of this study? Yes, we do. Uh, there are a number of ongoing studies and I'm excited to share that one of them actually involved the use of artificial intelligence to uh, allow us to have better insight into the way our patients are taking the medications as well as the profile of those that are less adherent to their uh, blood pressure treatment. Well, this is really, really uh, exciting uh, that you're using uh, AI and all that to, to possibly personalize medicines as well, medication taking as well. So, yeah, we will definitely look forward to a lot more uh, exciting studies from you and your team. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Ko and Dr. Tan. Thank you.